Good morning. Welcome to Wake Up Carolina. It is Friday morning, October the 20th. Eight, I would say April. That's not the number. You know, we've got a lot of other numbers here we'll get to in just a second. We are in the um, the third day of our Children's Miracle Network Radiothon, raising money for McLeod Children's Hospital. Um, today's when we get even more antagonistic than we did. Good morning, Rev. I good morning. I uh, exchanged pleasantries yes. here with you uh, this morning, but good morning. And um we hope we raise more money this year than we did last year. We have no idea. The McLeod people are real secretive about um, how we're doing, pacing, yep. um, compared to last year over year would be some of the business terminology I'd use. But, uh, yeah, we're here, and today's the last day for you to be charitable uh, to the McLeod Children's Hospital. We'll have several guests here. Um, I think you've coined the fright phrase, Rev. I think I'll give you credit. I mean, okay. I'm normally the guy that does all the heavy lifting, but right, um, you do the thinking for I us. Mean, but I mean, you know, I did. I, <laughs> I would be Jefferson and Adams, right, uh, right. combining this. But right. you, you slug along the best way you know how, and I certainly appreciate <laughs> and, and respect that. But, but in truthfulness, uh, I don't know. Uh, Wednesday, you came up with the, kind of the right buy-in, mm-hmm. and I do believe that's very, very appropriate. I thought about it a little bit yesterday afternoon. You know, how much are we raising as much as we can? How much difference does that make uh, as, as much as it can? I mean, I, I don't, it's, it's such an ambiguous world out there when it comes to health care. I have no idea how impactful the money we raise over the next, what, four hours this morning and what we did Wednesday and yesterday will affect the kid that gets in a four-wheeler accident or the kid that's born, you know, 10 weeks earlier than they should have been. Uh, born have all these complications. I don't have any idea how much money it takes to make sure all those gaps are plugged, all those you know, all those issues are addressed. But I do know that when a community invests and has buy-in, to use Rev's words, there's more commitment. There's more ownership. There's more shared pride and responsibility and all these things that go along with with what we're doing here today. It's the reason we're here. Uh, We have bought in to this relationship with McLeod. We have bought in as community broadcasters. We're trying to make our community uh, a better place. Um, Are there other places that need help? Of course there are. Are there other ways to contribute to your community? Of course there is. But right now, uh, we're trying to exclusively focus on this children's hospital and asking you to to step up and help us, and you really and truly have. I don't know of a day, I don't know of a, an hour yesterday or the day before where we didn't meet our number. I mean, they give us a certain number of miracle makers to try and uh, drum up, generate, find out there somewhere. And, uh, and the miracle makers are $15 a month, $180 a year, and they, they, they break it down in a very specific way. This hour we're trying to buy X. Uh, we need this many Miracle makers to make sure we have the money to do that via the foundation, the McLeod uh, Foundation. And um, I don't know of an hour, you correct me, I don't know of an hour yesterday or Wednesday that we didn't, by the skin of our teeth, right. you know, meet, meet our numbers. Yeah, and, and I think you are correct because I always try to ask, you know, we've spent the hour shopping for specific items or setting a specific goal, the number of miracle makers it will take to achieve that goal on an hour-by-hour basis. And so I always go back and ask, hey, did we hit the goal this hour. And they've said yes every time. So, uh, And that's due to the generosity of our listeners. And we say thank you and we say we appreciate you. We've done it many times and we will throughout the course of this morning. I also like to point out early in the morning, we have phone bank volunteers. I mean, you and I are used to doing a show that starts at 6 a.m. You're there in the studio 
prepping the show before I get there, but I still wake up early and come in. But our volunteers, this kind, is kind of early. Yeah, kind of early. Early for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. You, early for you. Have I ever been there after the time when the, the microphones go on? No, no, no not at all. No. Okay. And your view. So you know, we, <laughs> now that we have that out of the way. Back to the phone. Let's, let's get back to the volunteers. Before so, I so disrespectfully. <laughs> but, but the volunteers, this is more than likely out of their normal schedule to be up and working the early shift, if you will, here at the, uh, the Radiothon. And so we do have a full table of volunteers answering and ready to answer the phones right now. And so I always like to see how quickly we can get some of those miracle makers or one-time donations going uh, this early in the morning. We will do a power hour starting at 6.30. We've got specific items we're getting ready to shop, shop for, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But if you've, you've decided that you may want to make a one-time donation, whether that's a dollar or a thousand dollars, whatever it is, whatever you feel like you uh, would like to contribute to the children here at the Children's Hospital at McLeod, um, we're ready. We have folks that are sitting there with phones in front of them, and they're not on the phones. There's, there's nobody on the phone right now. So the number is 843 777 That's 843-777-GIVE. Or you can text the word Radiothon to 844-937-3993. You can donate online at myradiothon.com. I want to thank our sponsors the first time this morning. Monraga Roofing is our title sponsor. Station sponsors, Harris Pest Control. Phone Bank sponsors, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. The Miracle Maker sponsors, also Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. Our half-day sponsor is King Cadillac. And our Friday Power Hour sponsors are yet to come. We've got a couple of those. uh, Begins at 7. We've got a 7 to 8 Power Hour sponsor and a 9 to 10 uh, Power Hour sponsor today. So thanks to all of those businesses that have, you know, bought in, buy in Mm -hmm. uh, to what Rev said. Uh, Now, we did yesterday. We we kind of. Uh, we, we, we began instigating probably more aggressively than we than we normally do. We've got there the, the, obviously the, the 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 charitable heart does not expect anything in return. Is that fair? Yep. I mean, it, it, people that make contributions, especially people that do it anonymously, it's obvious they have no interest at all in self reward or self satisfaction or or self gain. But we are having some fun, and we are an affiliate. Community Broadcasters is an affiliate of, let's get this straight, um, the Carolina Panthers, right? the Atlanta Braves, yep. the Clemson Tigers, yes. and the South Carolina Gamecocks. True. We all have official affiliation uh, relationships with those f- four sports franchises. They were kind enough to provide uh, an item each. I think the Braves have a baseball signed by Sean Murphy, catcher. Uh, yeah, Sean Murphy, the catcher. We have a autographed J.C. Horn, Carolina Panthers jersey, former Gamecock, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a little bit interesting there. And, and then we've got a um, a college royal uh, uh, college football coach of royalty in Dabo Sweeney. And I mean that sincerely. I mean I'm not I'm a Gamecock. Don't make any bones about it. But I give credit where credit's due. We um we were informed yesterday we were wrong. No, we weren't wrong. We we were trying to figure out was Sweeney and Saban, the only active college coaches in America today with multiple national championships. Left out Kirby Smart. Right. But, uh, but you got a football signed by Dabo Sweeney, who has won multiple college football national championships at Clemson. And then we've got um, Shane Beamer, uh, an autographed Gamecock football. Beamer will probably win six or eight national championships before he hangs <laughs> it up. That's kind of what I'm I banking so. on and, uh, and counting on. And it is a very, very testy rivalry this time of the year. Um, but it, but there's, there's a commonality there 
and, and I, you know, so, some of the best people in this world are Clemson fans, some, some of the most good and decent people in this world are Gamecock fans, and we were talking to all these people yesterday who work in the children's hospital. They drive, uh, I mean, they're, 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 they're helping paramedics care for kids that are injured on site. They're, they're rushing kids from one facility to another, and, and I just don't believe for a second that, you know, the person providing the care says, is this a Gamecock kid or is this a, is this one of them Tigers? Um, but, but it is fun, and we do have a lot of fun with the rivalry. And those two footballs are always, I don't know, they just begin to build momentum as the, uh, as the week progresses. So we will uh, in- instigate today, uh, me being a, um, a Gamecock fan, uh, obviously have a dog in that, in that fight. But, um, but yesterday, I think I thought about, okay, how can I really antagonize the Clemson fans? I mean, how can I, the most friendly way, and, and trying to raise money for the children's hospital, how can I antagonize the Clemson fans? And I'm thinking about, there, there's really, I mean, why is, I mean, Clemson has won the lion's share of the football games. Clemson's won championships. Clemson has a trophy room, um, you know, that they could be, Gamecock football's been very much a mixed bag. I mean, it's been, I don't want to say mediocrity. But it kind of sort of has for the last hundred years, to be honest with you, except except when HBC was there, when the old ball coach yep. was head coach. And um, so, so, so I tried to think of how I could really antagonize that bunch in the upstate. <laughs> and that was Spurrier's <laughs> reference. He, Spurrier never referred to Clemson as Clemson. He always said that bunch in the upstate. Um, and Spurrier had his, I mean, he had his moments, you know, with Clemson. Five-game winning streak and a, and a series. that. So, so that's why I did what I did. And somebody at the gym stopped me yesterday and said, what do you mean that bunch from the upstate? And I'm like, dude, come on, man. I mean, I'm trying to have some fun with this rivalry. He said, I know you are, and I, I made a contribution because of you guys. And, and, and what I oh, listen cool. to every morning, you know, the, the politics, I felt like I owe you hmm. that. You don't owe me anything. I mean, I promise hmm. you that. You don't owe me anything. But as, uh, as the fan bases wake up, we're going to have a little more fun. Uh, I think we're about halfway home where I hope we end up with the footballs. Um, yesterday when we left here, I think the Beamer ball was at about 550. It was 500. 500. Mm-hmm. The Dabo ball was at about 340, 400. It's at 400 now. So, so we're at $900 between the two footballs. I think we can do two grand. I mean, we don't throw numbers out there. We just said McLeod keeps the numbers secret from us. They don't tell us if we're doing well or not. They don't need to tell us whether we're doing – we're going to keep doing the best we can whether we do well or not. But, but I do believe that we can drive a little bit of the um, – I don't know, the competition between fan bases on that football. And that's where I always have um, good fun. I don't profess to be neutral. I, I don't understand how someone's oh, well, you're playing favorites. Well, yeah, I mean, I got a favorite. I got a dog in this fight. I'm a Gamecock. I'm a big Gamecock. Um, but, but I love the fact that the rivalry exists. I love the fact that these two fan bases – have people who have done well in the economy. They're willing to support the McLeod Children's Hospital in the name of, um, of Clemson football or Gamecock football. So we're at, about, we're at about $900. That means on the two footballs, I think we should end up at about two grand. I mean, I think there's $1,000 on the table for us to get today uh, in relation to those two footballs. And as the show and day progresses, we will do our best to try and convince one fan base that they are inferior uh, to, to, to the other fan. And right now, in all honesty, the Clemson fan base is inferior to the game cut, right? I mean, did you say Dabo's ball was up 400? <laughs> yeah. Shane's ball is at 
five. Okay. Well, yep. I mean, one fan base. I mean, if you look at the true metric of success or failure, one fan base is yeah. succeeding, and the other fan base is well, Put is it failing. like that, it's I mean, hard to argue. Well, I mean, it's hard to not put it yeah. that way. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, we're the mayor of Realville, right? That's exactly. And being the mayor of Realville <laughs> says that, you know, one fan base is succeeding, you know, in the most profound way, and the other is a miserable failure. But we hope, <laughs> we hope that um, that that will motivate some, some Clemson oh fan uh, to, to have a good time. So, so anyway, so um, at myradiothon.com, by the way, if you go to that website, there's a link right on the site. Uh, it wasn't there yesterday. It's there now that you can directly go to the auction items that are up for bid. So go to myradiothon.com. Okay, when we get back from our first break, six thirty to seven thirty, we will start our first power hour of the morning. Um, a smiley scope. We need 20 miracle makers. It's a virtual reality. You do this. You do better than I at this. I mean, I'll goof this up so bad. What, what exactly is a smiley scope? We need 20 miracle makers between 6.30 and 7.30. But Rhea being the professional broadcaster he is, <laughs> I'll let him explain what a smiley scope is. Yeah, so like you said, we are trying to get 20 Miracle Makers. Officially, that starts in a few minutes at 6.30, but the Smiley Scope is a virtual reality headset. Reduces pain and anxiety during invasive procedures for children. It distracts the child from the procedure, and the child wears the headset on the way to a procedure, like an MRI, a CT scan, things like that. So it helps with the child and relieving the anxiety. Very important role, the Smiley Scope will play, and you can help us get the smiley scope this morning. If you help us reach our goal, 20 miracle makers, and again, we officially kick off that power hour in just a few minutes at 6.30. We'll have some guests here before we get out of here uh, for our first break. do want to mention once again, Rev said it, I'll say it again, uh, the way to make a donation. We have a multiple uh, multiple ways for you to make a donation. You can call 843-777-4483. You can text Radiothon to 844 844- Nine three seven three nine nine three, or as Rev said, you can donate online at myradiothon.com. We'll take a break. We'll be back. We are once again on the campus of McLeod Hospital, supporting the McLeod Children's Hospital as we conclude our Miracle Network Radiothon. Today's the last day. We've got three and a half more hours to get it done. Counting on you. You know, we stress and highlight these miracle makers, but in all honesty, I mean, any contribution, we said it over and over and over again, any contribution of any amount is greatly appreciated. They, they've just tried to offer very streamlined and um, coherent ways to make contributions. So a miracle maker is $15 a month. That's $180 a year. Um, I mean, I would imagine you can pay it all at one time if you'd like it. They'd still call you a miracle maker, but they're giving you the opportunity to be a little more flexible in your you're ready for business lingo mm-hmm. in your cash flow position, right? Uh, <laughs> by by not dinging you for the entire 180 at, at a single uh, moment, but rather 15 a month, and you do become a kind of an investor, a stakeholder. Uh, you have buy-in to what we're doing here, and I've stressed that because I think it's important that the community understand. I mean, the hospital is named McLeod Children's Hospital, but it's all of our, all of our, um, our kids and our hospital and our care and our, you know, quality of care. I was thinking about this yesterday when um, I think Dr. Richard Alexander, who was the chief medical officer at McLeod, was here, and we were talking to him. And I don't, sometimes I don't give these folks enough warning about what I may ask or not ask, and I guess the busy head syndrome knows no bounds, whether we're talking politics or not. But, but hospitals are somewhat of a public utility 
but they're not a power company. They're not a phone company. They're not a water department, but they do provide an essential service that is hard to quantify. Is that fair? I, I mean, I mean, that, no, I I mean if, you, if you wanted a hamburger tonight when you get off work, I mean, you'll make a capitalist decision in that. Um, hospitals are uniquely different. And I was thinking about this. We may get back next week. And, um, I mean, you know, there's a lot going on in the world that we'll talk about and update and, and get up to speed. Um, but I think health care is a very central issue to Americans' future. You know, how do we fund it? How do you provide it? Who, who gets what? And, and what quality is what? And how do we pay for this? And, and how do we pay for that? I mean, there's a very extensive conversation to be had in America about health care. Um, but, but, you know, the hospital is somewhat of a somewhat of a public utility, similar to, once again, um, people aren't living where they can't get water. They aren't going to live where they can't get electricity, nor will they live where they can't expect some degree of medical care, right? I mean, I, 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 you, you got the most beautiful town in America, but, but the next hospital, the nearest hospital is a thousand miles away. I mean, would you live there? I mean, you know you're not living somewhere where they don't have running water. You're not living somewhere where they don't have electricity. Would you live somewhere in a town where the nearest hospital was a thousand miles away. I mean, that, that would be, I mean, you need the water and electricity every second of every day. You need the hospital only on rare occurrence. But when you need it, man, you really, really, really need it, especially some of these issues uh, surrounding kids. So we are here uh, for another three hours and 20 minutes trying to successfully convince you to be a, a stakeholder and have buy-in in the McLeod Children's Hospital. Um, we are in the power hour. We're in the early moments of our first power hour of this Friday. Smiley scopes. Rev, ex, Rev has explained far better than I can what a smiley scope is. We need 20 miracle makers, 20 miracle makers between 6.30 and 7.30 to make sure we are successful. And the smiley scopes, for, for, the, um, for those just joining us, the smiley scope is what, Rev? Well, have you ever messed around with virtual reality? I mean, certainly you've seen what the virtual reality headsets are. I'm a bit of a novice. I mean, I, I asked you during the break, have you done that? You said, yes, yep. it's very real. It's, I mean, it's, it's there's wild. a real sensation. Yep. Um, I've watched videos of people wearing them, mm. and they're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> going over there. There's a monster over there. There's no monster over there. you got a headset on, man. Right. But they're so real. They are. They are. So, you know, take the, take the virtual reality headset that most people are familiar with, and of course, this is a very specialized version of a virtual reality headset, and it is designed specifically uh, to play this role uh, when you have a child that's in children's hospital, and they're having any kind of procedure you can imagine that's a scary procedure. Well, this virtual reality headset uh, acts as a distraction. So it, it will help reduce pain and anxiety during invasive procedures. It'll distract a child from the procedure. And they'll wear the headset when they're on their way to you know, an MRI or a, a CT scan or, or one of those medical procedures that they, they must go through. And so it, it really plays an important role in calming a child in a very scary situation if they're in children's hospitals. So they're expensive by the way. Again, very specialized, expensive. I've got a, a, the brochure on the Smiley Scope here, and the uh, list on this is $8,740. Wow. Yeah. So we are trying to get 20 miracle makers within the next hour, well, the next 50 minutes at this point. We officially started at 6.30. So 20 miracle makers is our goal, and again, that's the $15 a month uh, donation to become, and it's a pledge. Again, it's taken out every month 
$15 total of $180 for the year. And if you make that pledge, you can do it at 843-777-4483. Our phone bank volunteers are standing by right now. Or you can text the word Radiothon to 844-937-3993. You can donate online at MyRadiothon.com. I want to thank our sponsors once again. I don't think we can thank them enough. I mean, I've got here, make sure we mention this name four times. I think we should mention it six times. I don't think there's, um, I don't think there's a way to give sponsors too much credit for stepping up and helping us be successful here. Um, title sponsor is Monraga Roofing. Station sponsor, Harris Pest Control. Our phone bank sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. Our Miracle Maker sponsor is also Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. Our, um, our half-day sponsor is King Cadillac. And our Friday Power Hour sponsor, we're about to name those in the 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock hour, and the 9 uh, to 10 o'clock hour. So once again, uh, we got about three hours and 15 or 20 minutes here. Um, how well are we doing? I don't know. It does seem to be a bit quieter today than it was yesterday, but it's still early. I mean, yeah, it hasn't even gotten um, 7 o'clock yet. Republicans get up much earlier than the Democrats. I'll throw <laughs> that out there just to pit another group against oh, one another. Go. Yeah, just kind of um, – I, I just miss antagonizing is I, what it is. I, 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 I couldn't tell. <laughs> I've been about three days of good behavior, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and being kind of between the guardrails here. Stay, stay focused on the task at hand. It's hard for me to stay focused on the task at hand, but it's such a worthy cause. I mean, it's such a legitimate cause that we are a part of. I mean, as the show progresses, we will have guests. We'll have families here. I think yesterday, if you listen, you heard from a couple of families, uh, a, a lady in particular had a complication in her pregnancy, scared to death, um, and the children's hospital basically eased her. Not, it didn't make everything go away, and it didn't stop the complications from existing, but she felt so secure going home. I mean, imagine being a mom or a dad, for that matter, having to go home and leave your newborn baby. Um, they may have to beat me out of there. I mean, I'm still a little bit of a redneck, and <laughs> confrontation doesn't scare us as much as it probably should. But, the, but I mean, imagine being a mom or a dad and uh, being told, hey, you know, you can go home today, uh, but your, your infant baby cannot. Um, wow. But, but leaving the baby in a place that you have such a good vibe about, uh, the Children's Hospital here at McLeod, would at least, I don't want to say ease all the concern, but it gives you some uh, comfort in, in knowing that kid is going to be um, cared for without question. So 20 miracle makers this hour. Um, I mean, it's early, 6.30 to 7.30, but we've still got to keep this train running along. We've got to keep uh, meeting the numbers and meeting the markers so we can have a successful radiothon. And I want to say that none of this is possible without you. I mean, it doesn't matter what McLeod does. It doesn't matter what Community Broadcasters does. It doesn't matter what Monraga Roofing or Harris Pest Control or Palmetto Commercial Real Estate or King Cadillac do. I mean, this is all about you and your charitable spirit or not. Or do you feel compelled to make a donation uh, to the McLeod Children's Hospital, your hospital, my hospital, our hospital, to make sure when something does happen to a kid today, um, they're adequately prepared, uh, you know, proficiently prepared to care for that kid no matter uh, what comes down the pike. So we'll, you got something you well, want to add? Well, I was just going to add okay. that when, you're, when you make a donation, now whether it's a Miracle Maker pledge or whether it's a one-time donation, let's say you have, you know, hey, hey I can spare $10 and you want to, Put it toward this cause. Make the call again. It is very much appreciated. Whether it's ten dollars, one dollar, thousand dollars, hundred dollars, whatever, or Miracle Maker pledge. But always remember that when you make that pledge, 
McLeod Children's Hospital, here at the hospital, no child is ever turned away, regardless of their ability to pay. Every dollar that you donate will stay local and benefits a child, a local child, uh, with life-saving equipment, services, programs, and also 0% of administrative costs are taken out of your donation. So when you consider and contemplate what you'd like to do, just remember yeah, those yeah. facts. Support your own. Yeah. It's kind of what we're saying here. I mean, the world's a big old community. Communities get smaller and smaller, and this is this is our community. We're supporting our local people that are caring for local people. Very well explained. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. We're back. It's Friday morning. We're on the campus of McLeod Children's. Well, we're on the campus of McLeod Hospital, McLeod Health Campus. In support of the McLeod Children's Hospital, we are in day three of our Radiothon, um, hour two of the last day. I have no idea what our goal was. I have no idea how much we've raised, but it ain't enough. Whatever the goal was, ain't enough. Whatever we've raised, ain't enough. Um, I'm not saying we're struggling this morning, Rev, but I'm suggesting that you nor I brought our A game mm. when I look at some of the um, yeah. some of the data here. Yep. I'm data driven. You know that, right? I'm yep. data driven. And results oriented. Results oriented. Yes. And we needed 20 miracle makers. We need 20 miracle makers between 20 uh, between 6:30 and 7:30. We've only got six. Yep. It yeah. is early though. So what's the scoop? Or are you and I have you and I lost? Whatever it is we had to be successful. We may have. Wednesday and Thursday. Surely we yeah. can do three days of hard grinding fundraising, can't we? Yeah. Okay. we yeah. got to get better at this. I know. I so, know. so let's talk I'm a little bit about. I'm just going to say it's early, you know, and people are just now waking up and hearing what we're up to this morning and hearing what we're shopping for this hour during the power hour. What are we shopping for, Rev? It's a smiley scope. All right. This is a virtual reality headset. If you ever, you know, played with a virtual reality toy, this isn't a toy. It's a very, it's a piece of equipment. It's very expensive, and it, it plays a very important role uh, for children and their experiences in the hospital. It does help reduce pain and anxiety during invasive procedures. It will distract the child from the procedure, and plus, they wear the headset when they're on their way to go to the MRI or the CT or some of those procedures that aren't fun for anybody. But imagine. They're not fun for anybody, especially children, and how scary these procedures can be uh, for children. So the vir virtual reality headset, the Smiley Scope, plays an important role. And our goal this hour is 20 miracle makers, like you said. And at last tabulation, at last calculation, we were told we have six of those 20. So we have uh, just what 18 minutes? Yeah, we got to do better to reach this goal we, we, here. We got to get much better than uh, than than what we've done so far. Um, Donations can be made by calling 843-777-4483. You can text Radiothon to 844-937-3993. You can donate online at MyRadiothon.com. I need you to help me with something. You okay. ready? I'm ready. Okay, let, let's, let's catch another gear here for a second. Um, can you give me an update on the footballs? Okay. Because it's Friday morning, yep. and the Beamer ball, last we checked, was at 550. 500. The 500. The Dabo ball was at 340, 400. It was 400. So we're 900 bucks on the two footballs. We think we can do significantly better than that. Um, are we still at that number or at those numbers with the two footballs? Beamer ball is 500, and up oh, we have 425 now on the Dabo Sweeney autograph. Clemson. Uh, okay, football. so 425 at Clemson. I mean, we're counting on. We budgeted. We've already spent the money. <laughs> two grand for the two footballs. And we're only about goal. halfway there. We're yep. about halfway there. So in the next th uh, two hours and 45 minutes, we need Gamecocks and Tigers 
to step up. I mean, I know Gamecocks and Tigers are going to be miracle makers. Um, and I guess the Braves, the Braves would be the place that Gamecocks and Tigers find common ground. Is that fair? Yeah, probably. I mean, it would be the South's professional sports team. Yeah. I mean, I think the Braves are probably traditionally in legacy matters, the South's. Uh, but I want to focus on the Gamecocks and Tigers because that is where I think our best opportunity to drive some, some, um, some money to, mm-hmm. to the bottom mm-hmm. line, a successful fundraiser here. Um, there, there's got to be a Gamecock or a Tiger out there that has done well in this economy, very uncertain economy, very inflation-riddled economy, but there's got to be some people out there that have done exceedingly well and, and have kind of an altruistic spirit and a, a charitable heart they want to be a part of this Children's Miracle Network, but they want to have a little fun. I mean, it's, it's one thing to give money for a good cause anonymously or wanting something named after you, but it's, it's another thing to have a little fun. And I want to see Gamecocks and Tigers have a little fun with one another. Now, now you know, the, the, the Gamecock football, in all honesty, I mean, let's be serious, Rev. You're a Gamecock. I'm a lifer. I'm a Gamecock yeah. lifer. There's no reason for the Gamecock football to be – more valuable as we speak than the Clemson football. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense unless that bunch from the upstates thinks their program's in precipitous decline. I mean, if you believe that, then I understand throwing in the towel and not wanting to go head-to-head with your rival on something as important as right. a children's hospital yep. fundraiser. I'm with you. But, um, but, but you know, if, if I were a Gamecock fan, I mean, if I were out there listening and I'm a Gamecock fan, I'm not responsible for making money or for raising money, I would probably – Try to bury them. I mean, it's almost like Clemson just fumbled on the 50-yard line. And, you know, the HBC, the one that called them the bunch from the upstate, is going to throw a – kind of go for the jugular. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so, so the Clemson ball's at 425. The Gamecock ball's at 500. I just believe there's a Gamecock fan out there somewhere that says, I'm going from 5 to 750. I'm going after the jugular. I'm going to deflate the entire bunch from the upstate – so that they just don't even believe they have much of a chance uh, to win in the, in the long run. So, anyway, we think we're halfway there. Now, we'll take whatever we could get. And thank you to the person who has bid 500 on the Gamecock ball, the person who has bid 425 on the Clemson ball. Thank you. And I mean that sincerely. The, the other part, I don't mean so sincerely when I take uh, the, the instigative approach of, uh, of the two rivalries. But uh, we got about two hours and 45 minutes to, um, to have some fun with the two fan bases and the two footballs. And let's try to um, – I mean, I think we, we've normally done roughly $1,000 for each ball. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of where we've always been on those two footballs. And we're, once again, about halfway there. So, um, in the spirit of fun, in the spirit of the rivalry, let's, um, let's Gamecocks and Tigers get kind of um, uh, wide awake, check your balance in your bank account. And let's um let's kind of compete one with another. Uh, go go to myradiothon.com. That is our that's our website for the radio. Do that? Thon Explain event. to me what you go to myradiothon.com and there's a litany of items. Well, the so myradiothon.com is our main radiothon website for okay. the for the three day event here for the radiothon itself. And there is a link. Eh, it's a, just a little bit down the page, and it, it says bid on auction items. Click here, basically, and you click, and that will take you to an auction page. And that's where the items are. You can see, and we talk about the Gamecock and the Tiger footballs, but there's a lot of items on there. We have autographed country music items. We have concert tickets. Those, by the way, last time I checked, a thousand bucks. It was fourteen hundred dollars wow. last, last time I checked uh, yesterday. So two George Strait tickets 
we're not in the heart of Texas. We're not in El Paso or San Antonio. I mean, we're, we're, we're not, you know, good and bad cowboys. I mean, we're not settling the West. I mean, the one thing that should inspire people to be involved is the football rivalry, especially toward the 1st of November. I mean, we're heading close to the month the Gamecocks and Tigers play. So if George Strait tickets are 1400 bucks and two signed footballs are 900 between them, this rivalry is just not as intense as I anticipated. I mean, it's just not. I mean, the country mute, the George Strait country music fan, not in San Antonio, not in El Paso, not in Amarillo, but but in South Carolina has more intensity than. Ah, that's a sad. Yeah, maybe anyway, so. Anyway, may, maybe I mean I'm a gamecock. Maybe I should equally criticize. I mean, the bunch in the upstate apparently don't have the the energy. Apparently, the <laughs> the, the mediocre crowd of the Midlands don't have um, as much energy as needed. But, so the, so the George Strait tickets are? Yeah, 1400 Wow. Uh, for a pair of those tickets. That, that concert, I think, is next year in Charlotte. But there's a lot of items on the auction site. The way it works, when you register and make your bid, the auction will end at 1 o'clock today, 1 p.m. exactly. That's when we end the Radiothon today. We'll total up all the totals and announce them at that point. But 1 o'clock is when the auction ends. It'll count down by the second till we get to the end. And if you're the high bidder at the end, you will win the item, and we'll make arrangements to get the item to you. But you can get to the auction site, myradiothon.com. Click on the bid at the auction uh, button, and you'll find your way there. The title sponsor, Wednesday, Thursday, and today, is Monraga Roofing, the station sponsors, Harris Pest Control, the phone bank sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. Um, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate is the Miracle Maker sponsor as well. Our half-day sponsor is King Cadillac. Um, we are in uh, our first, uh, not uh, it is the first power hour. It ends at 7.30, but our power hour sponsor from 7 to 8 is two men and a truck. Another local business, jumping on board mm-hmm. and being supportive. Two men and a truck are our power hour sponsors. You know what I mean? This, this would be a kind of a cool time to remind people. Trading locally is always important to me. I mean, I'm looking at these businesses. I mean, I'm a part of the business community here in, in the PD region. I mean, all these businesses are local. And that's that's cool. I mean, that's that's positive to me. I mean, they've made this buy-in that Rev talked about at the McLeod Children's Hospital. We're asking for you individually. You may own a business. Um, you may, you know, want your business to be supportive of the Children's Hospital. Uh, I can't believe I've gone an hour and 20 minutes and not said this. I wish we lived in a world where we didn't need children's hospitals. I went to see uh, Don McLean last night at the um, at the Performing Arts Center. It was cool to watch. I told Rev this morning. came in a little bit giddy. It was cool to watch. The singer-songwriter who originally wrote and sang one of the five most important rock and roll anthems of the last century mm-hmm. sing that song in our hometown. I mean, it really and truly, it's, um, it, it, you know, yeah, but it's not 1971, and, and we're not at Woodstock. But, right. but it's still, it, it was so cool to watch. That and and, I, and that, that's just a, a moment of pride for your community. Um, and I think now is a, is a chance to exhibit our our community pride. I mean, we're not, I don't want to have Don McLean singing American Pie. You're stuck with the Rev and I, but, but we, still, we still believe that. Um, Almost as good. But I mean, there, there's a shared expression uh-huh. there, and it's, you know, support of a community. Right. And, and I think, I, I told Rev this morning, I said, man, it's just cool. How was the concert? It was cool. What was cool about it? It's cool to watch a guy sing American Pie in your hometown. It would be real cool to have an uber successful children's hospital. 
in our hometown, in our region, in our area. And I think we do have that. I mean, I think we absolutely have a successful children's hospital. We're here to try and make it better. And the title sponsor, Monraga Roofing, our station sponsor, Harris Pest Control, phone bank sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate, our half-day sponsor, King Cadillac, our Miracle Maker sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate, our Power Hour sponsor, two men and a truck, are all local businesses that have decided it's in their best interest to support their community because I would imagine their community supports them. I mean, all these businesses have been successful. They're longstanding. Um, they genuinely care about their community. And I think a way to express you caring about your community, as this Rev said, uh, make a commitment. Buy in to what we're doing here. Uh, that There are varying degrees of wealth in our community. Uh, there are some who have a lot of money. There are some who don't have a lot of money. Uh, but any amount helps. And, and we're certainly encouraging anybody to make any amount uh, is, is appreciated, not expected. I mean, I, I don't want to sound that way. I, I, I thought about it a second ago. I can make it sound like I expected the balls to bring $1,000 each. I'd like for them to. Right. I mean, I, I would very much appreciate, uh, you know, a Gamecock or a Tiger out there who are living above average means. I mean, you don't owe us anything. You don't owe the hospital anything. But, but – for whatever reason, I mean, I'm a man of faith. I believe in blessings from above. I believe every 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 wealth that has been generated on this planet has been a blessing from from God in heaven. Uh, and I think there's an opportunity to express your support of a hospital and have a little fun and antagonize your your rivals fan base. But I'm not expecting anybody to do anything. I am hoping. I am asking. I am pleading with our listeners to support us. And um, and Rev and I, I mean, I know where he'll be tomorrow at 3.30. He knows where I'll be tomorrow at 3.30, yep. glued to a television. Uh, I'll be a Gamecock yep. for three hours. And then guess what? I'll be a Hurricane. I'll be a Miami <laughs> Hurricane, you know, for the next three or four hours. That's the way the rivalry plays itself out. And I always judge whether we did a good job or not as how the footballs go. Because that's something you love and I love right. and, uh, right. and we can kind of have some fun with. Um, I don't have any idea what a smiley scope is. You've explained the best way you know how. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've had some other equipment come through here, and we're raising certain amounts of money for certain um, apparatuses. But, uh, but I do understand and have lived the rivalry. So let's, let's do – once again, I don't expect anything of you. I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I'm soliciting from you to let's drive the price up on those footballs. That way Rev and I can leave here thinking we might have done uh, a good enough job to be invited back next year yeah. and do the same yep. thing. Uh, donations can be made. Then we'll take a break. Donations can be made uh, calling 843-777-4483. Text the word Radiothon to 844-937-3993. Donate online at MyRadiothon.com. Real quick, how does somebody bid on the sports memorabilia? Also through the MyRadiothon.com link, there's a bid on auction item button right on that page. Click that. It'll take you to the auction page. Follow the instructions there. There's pictures of the items. And, of course, the current bid is listed on there. That's where I'm, I'm just going to that site, and I can see where these bids are when we talk about it. I uh, want to mention, too, as we wrap up the Smiley Scope Power Hour, our goal is uh, – 20 Miracle Makers. Well, we have 10 of the 20 so far, so a few more minutes left in this Power Hour drive uh, trying to get the 20 Miracle Makers. Call now and help us make that happen. $15 a month, and uh, you can do it. 843-777-4483. Take a break. Back in a few. We're back. We have a family with us, an entire family, from one end of the table to the other, Rev. The only three that. names I have are Teresa, 
Abigail and Faith. Teresa is the mom. Abigail and Faith are the daughters. Am I right? Yes, you're okay. right. Okay. Le- lean in here, Teresa, because I want to um, – you are an ambassador for the Children's Miracle Network. Yes. Okay, why? What, what led you down this road? Why um, did you end up uh, sitting in front of us on this Friday morning? The girls are type 1 diabetics, and they've been diagnosed. It's been about six years. And so when they got, well, we went through the whole situation when we got diagnosed. Um, the Children's Miracle Network helped them, helped train us to figure out how to work this whole thing. And that's why we're here. How how much interaction have you had with with the Children's Hospital? In other words, we've talked about NICU. We had somebody yesterday talking about type one, type two. Um, now, how helpful has it been to better understand? I mean, you're talking about well, being educated as a parent. Um, I mean, we were with the Children's Hospital even when the twins were born. Abigail is a twin, um, and they were born at 29 weeks. So they were in the NICU for like seven weeks. Um, so that's where our journey started. And then she, when she was nine years old, she was diagnosed with diabetes. And um, we ended up in the hospital for about a week. And they trained us. And basically, I mean, we had to figure out how to do this. And that's what their job was. And they did an awesome job. It was amazing. Well, it's obvious you guys have learned how yeah. to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, we've uh, had a little bit of experience. Abigail, would you <laughs> jump in here? I mean, you mind saying something? So, so, so you, uh, I mean, I got to, the, the mom and dad worry more than the kid. I'm convinced of that. Uh, we wish you worried as much as we do, but, but, but you don't. <laughs> but, but life as a diabetic, um, how has being involved in the children's hospital and better understanding the, you know, what to do, what not to do, how to make it better, what you can do to, to make your condition worse, how, how has that led you to where you are today? Um. I would say, like, they help me throughout the year. Like, every three months, I go to the doctor, and they're just like, okay, you're doing great. They give me positive um, support, positive support, encouragement, and then they tell me, okay, but you need to work on this and this. That's great. I'm glad they're telling me how to do that, and that's probably going to be my life for the, for the rest of my life. Um, because no diabetic is perfect. <laughs> Nobody's no perfect, body whether they're perfect. diabetic no, or not. Right. We, we all got problems. Yours just happens to be diabetes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. They but, but you look healthy. Me. You sound healthy. Um, Thank you. Well, but, but you're talking about having, I mean, I don't have to go to the doctor every three months because I don't have yeah, you don't. what you do. <laughs> but but you, you're, you're basically saying them encouraging and educating and yes. making sure you're doing things the right way? Yes. Okay. Um, and they don't just immediately put you on the down low. The, they encourage you. They're just like, oh, my goodness, you're doing a great job. You're doing fantastic, which is giving me a lot of hope. Um, I don't just go out in the world and, oh, my goodness, I have type 1 diabetes. This sucks. Good for you. Um, I look on the bright side of things. I have plenty of people to help me, Children's Network, um, my parents, and there are also plenty of other diabetics in my life that have helped me. Um, let, let me ask you a question because, I mean, I got three kids, and they get tired of their mom and dad saying things. Does it help you to hear it from somebody else? Yes. Because, I mean, you know mom and dad's going to tell you, hey, you can't do this and you got to do that. That's yes. what mom and dads do, and you hopefully will be a mom one time, and you'll yes. tell your kid this is what you got to do. But does it help you to hear that from somebody other than mom and dad? Yes, it does. Because um, when you're a kid, you just think your parents are here to just 
boss you around. And no, they're not. Well, yeah, we are. but for a good yeah, cause. Yeah, we are. For, for yeah. a good cause, though. It's not just because. It's because you want to keep your child safe. But when you hear it from someone else, it's like, oh, my parents aren't just saying these things. They're being real about it. Like, they actually want they actually care about me, which, I mean, as a child, you should not think that they don't, but, you know. Teresa, um, the mom, um, Abigail has a sister. Yes. Faith. Yes. Faith is with us now. Yes. Faith is, Faith is already, I mean, she's my favorite so far. She gave me a, <laughs> yeah. a gecko or a yeah. gecko or whatever you want to call it, a gecko <laughs> from gecko or a gecko <laughs> from gecko. Thank you. But, but she's much younger than Abigail. Correct. She's Abigail six, is? And Abigail's 15. Okay. And, 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 and Faith is six. Faith is six. Yes. Same complication. Yes. Do we know why? Um, That's a crazy question. lots of theories. No, we don't. Basically random. My sister was in a wheelchair, has spinal muscular atrophy. Mm-hmm. We drove ourselves crazy trying to figure out why. Right. We stopped. Right. No, there is it's no need to try. It's easier when you just better it. believe it. It, it, it is <laughs> what it is, and let's move on. We can't change it even if we do know why. How, how as a mom, I'm going to ask a weird question, but i got to ask. Abigail has this figured out. I mean, you can listen to her. I don't like it, but i got to deal with it, right. and life will be good. Uh, how does Abigail help Faith, her younger sister, deal oh. with it? <laughs> Um, it's really cool. Um, Faith is shaking her head. Uh, Abigail isn't doing too good. Is what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail does an amazing job. Um, when usually when we do like different things, like we have pumps and Dexcoms and all the tech that's on their bodies to keep blood sugars up right and all the things, um, it has to be changed out. And Faith, I, I mean, she's been diagnosed since she was 15 months old. So. It doesn't feel good when you put these things on you because it's a... Yay! Um, <laughs> I mean, you're a seven-year-old it's, kid. It's, you don't it hurts. Yeah, and sure. so Abigail encourages her and is like, that's a good spot. And it's just really cool to watch their interaction in it because they... Abigail encourages Faith that it's okay. I've done this. It's okay. It's Just get through it and it'll be over. You Can Faith... You, you want to talk on this microphone? You don't? <laughs> I'm not going to try to make you. Yeah. But, but I bet you would help us be successful because uh, you're the sweetest thing in the world. So, so Abigail, do you feel like a mom? Oh, my I mean, gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Um, I mean, I have an in-house babysitter that knows about diabetes. Yeah, it's that, that, that is so. I mean, I don't know. It moves me. I, I don't want to hurt us because if face starts talking, I'll probably start crying. And I, people think I'm big and bad and tough, and I don't, I don't need to lose that reputation. But, but no, Abigail. In all honesty, you are the daughter to your mom. But I can imagine y'all having mutual complications. You're almost a, a mother to her, to, to, to your younger, much younger sister. I would like to, that. Sounds great, honestly, because. Um, being a mother doesn't sound like a bad thing. I mean, it. Uh, talking about my mother, I mean, she does a wonderful job. Um, shoot, she raised four kids and is going to keep raising four kids until whatever happens. Yeah. So it's precious. Um, it really and truly and is. It's, it's. I watch her and I'm just like, wow, that's incredible. And she, not only four kids, two of them are diabetic. That's insane. And it's incredible. But she's got you to help with the younger one, from what I'm understanding. You want to say something? You do want to say something. Okay, get this microphone. We're going to be as, what, what do you want to say? Even my dad's a, a, a diabetic. Your type doc- 2. Your type 2 diabetic? Okay. My, my daddy. 
My oh, your dad. daddy. Well, let me ask you a question, Faith. How do you feel today? You feel fine, don't you? You feel good. Mm -hmm. You're thankful to have a loving mama and a loving sister taking good care of you? Yes. You are? Um, you gave me the, 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 the Geico Gecko or Gecko Geico. Mm -hmm. you, you, you ain't partnered with that bear, are you? The, my bear is important. <laughs> he protects me. The geckos don't do anything. When when you come to the, when you have to get when you have to take your medicine, how, how, I mean, does it hurt? Does it make you mad? I just have to swallow it and and then drink a lot of water and that's it. And, and, it, doesn't, and it doesn't taste anything. And, and you're able to do about anything you want to do. Good for you. What do you want to be when you grow up? You think a doctor. A doctor. You do? Really? Well, good for you. You've had experiences with doctors. You know how to, you, they, they've helped you, so you want to help others, right? Okay. And you're seven. I'm six. You're six. I'm okay. about to be seven. You're about to be seven. You know what they say? I'm six and a half. Sometimes I'd say six and three quarter. Right. You know what I mean? If I were getting, getting real close. You Are wanna, you seven? No. I wish I, were, <laughs> I, wish, I wish I were seven. I wish I were. If I were seven, I'd, I'd, I'd find me a girlfriend like you. Is what I would do if I were if I were seven. You got a boyfriend? I do. You do? Oh, okay. I'm not going to ask you his name because you may embarrass him on the radio. Fair enough? <laughs> she whispered it off the mic. Yeah, she whispered it off the mic. Good for you. So uh, does Abigail take good care of you? She helps you understand what you have to do and a little bit a little bit and 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 your mom helps a good bit i would imagine a lot okay a lot a lot <laughs> well thank you for coming and thank you for the gecko gecko or gecko you gonna let me keep that no it's sloppy 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 oh okay okay and you do you, you said the reason you're giving it to me you don't really like it much anymore yeah because it doesn't do anything <laughs> okay good deal good deal well thank you all for coming and i mean that uh, sincerely, that warms my heart to hear stories about families having struggles and trials and tribulations and a hospital here, you know, to, to help them through uh, the abnormalities of life. I'll I, I tell you that this family has diabetes to deal with, but we all have crap. I mean, whether it's diabetic, whether it's whatever. I mean, you know, cancer knocks on your door when you least expect it, heart ailments. Um, diabetes is just another hurdle in life and, and, and probably rev they do a better job of soliciting contributions than you and I would. I said yesterday, we're in here for three hours, three days, four hours, three days, and we're out of here. I mean, we're doing yeah. our thing. We're, we're ranting and raving about politics. These folks have to live with these situations every single day, and they do it with a smile on their face. And I would say endure, but there's no endurance here. I mean, they're living life, enjoying life. Um, and they've got a hospital here that has provided the quality of care and counsel that, um, that leads to an acceptance of something that might be a little abnormal in your life, but, hey, I'm not going to whine and dwell and, and cry about it. I'm going to do the best I can to make the best of it, and I applaud this family for doing that. See, that ought to make somebody out there want to be a, a, a contributor. And um, you listen to me a lot. You listen to them. It's so much more authentic and, and real. You can make a donation by calling 843-777-4483. You can text the word Radiothon to 844-937-3993. You can donate online at MyRadiothon.com. Our title sponsor is Monraga Roofing. Our station sponsor is Harris Pest Control. Our phone bank sponsor is Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. Miracle Maker sponsor Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. Half-day sponsor King Cadillac. 
and our Friday Power Hour sponsor is Two Men and a Truck. And we are 13. Now oh, we're trying to get 20 Miracle Makers. We only got 13. Are we getting? I mean, are we not as good as we thought we were? Well, maybe that's maybe that's true. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we're not as maybe good. Maybe we as can push it to the end here and maybe hit the goal for uh, the smiley scopes that we're shopping. Remember for. the scene in, in Seinfeld when Elaine says, "Is it possible I'm not as good a dancer as I think I am?" <laughs> you remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. Is it possible I'm not as good a dancer as I? Thank y'all, and, and I mean that sincerely. That's encouraging. I mean, it warms the heart yeah. to see a family. That's great. You know, something comes your way. It's a curveball, and you deal with it, and you move on. And they've absolutely done that. And um, might be the sweetest two kids we've seen in a long, long, long time. Take a break. Back in a few. Well, they got us working now, Rev. We're multitasking. We have to keep up with several things that at one time were ad-libbing and freelance. we got some guests here. We'll get to them in just a second. I want to thank our sponsors once again, Monraga Roofing, our title sponsor, Harris Pest Control, our station sponsor, Phone Bank sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate, Miracle Maker sponsor, once again, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate, our half-day sponsor, King Cadillac. We're not in the 8 o'clock hour, but I'm still in two. I'm, I'm going to give two men and a truck a shout-out as they were our last hour's Power Hour sponsor. Um, there's trouble in paradise. Mm-hmm. Can you update me? Yes. What, 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 is, what, is, <laughs> what is brewing in Gamecock Tiger Nation? Okay. okay. So this is on the auction side. Let me, let, let's, let, let's, let's go back. Let's frame this the yep. way it needs to be framed. So Dabo Sweeney is coaching royalty. There are three coaches in all of college football that have won multiple national championships. Nick Saban has won a bunch of them. Kirby Smart's won two. Dabo Sweeney's won two. That football forever was at $425. And I suggested that the Clemson fan base is beginning to accept that their program may be in precipitous decline. The Gamecock ball was $500, right? Up-and-comer Shane Beamer kind of figures. You would be optimistic about the future. But as Bob Dylan famously said, the times, they are a-changing. And they indeed changed, Rev. So what has happened? What has transpired <laughs> since we issued a challenge to Clemson Nation? And his chickens, uh, pun intended, counted our chickens before they before they hatched. Well, unfortunately, the bid on the Beamer autograph football has not changed. It's still sitting at $500 as it has been all morning. All morning. The Dabo- all, Do you hear that, guys? All morning. There's not been a single bid on the Shane Beamer USC football. Am I right, Rev? Um, not, not a not, single not bid. Yep. Bid for you deadbeat Gamecocks out there. <laughs> uh, the Dabo Sweeney autographed Clemson football, however, is now $1,250. And it was? Uh, it was 1000 right before that, but it started this morning at 400 So it, it, they've made about a um, – if Clemson were a stock, it's increased in value by about $800. If the Gamecocks were a stock, guess what it is? It's worth exactly today what it was worth yesterday. Yep. The Gamecock nation ain't done jack. And that's embarrassing as a fellow game. I'm rocking my Gamecock stuff today. I see that. Yeah. Um, wow. So Clemson answered the bell. South Carolina fans so far have obviously um, not. I'll keep my eye is on Is there here. no pride in the fan base? You I mean, is there, is there no resilience in the fan base? Is this Gamecock nation forever? I hope not. I mean, I hope somebody out there listening, a Gamecock fan has done fairly well in the economy, says I can't let that stand. And um, – and at least attempts to make a comeback. Maybe not. I mean, maybe they play we'll the backups see. and write this one off, and we'll see. We'll, well, you're right. We'll, we'll, we, shall, we shall see. Okay, let me, get my, let me get my names and faces straight here. So, Caitlin Causey is a RN, mm-hmm. um, lives in Conway, yes. drives here every day. 
took care of Alasia Green's baby. Twins. Uh, twins. Yeah, twins. Um, Delaney and Elaney. Delani, Elani. Delani and Elani. Okay, Delani and I. Okay, fair enough. Got it. <laughs> They're three years old now. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, Caitlin, help me understand um, why you remember taking care. Do you remember every patient? That's I remember to, the majority of them. You do? I feel like. yeah. so, so, so why why are you all sitting together and why is this so near and dear? Y'all were talking like friends. Um, when her daughter came in, I... She was in the ER, and me and one of the doctors went down there. So I've, like, been with them from the very start. I took care of her for, like, weeks. And um, then they come in every week now and do wound back changes on her leg. So we're, I mean, you get real close to the families when you're there. I'm here four days a week, so I take care of them a lot. <laughs> what, what do you remember about taking care of her twins? Um, I mean, that would have been, what, three years ago? No, she was um she was here probably what like two or three months ago. Yeah, okay, okay, two months ago. Um, so it's been so pretty you didn't brief. care for them when they were born. No, you cared for them a little later yeah. in their lives. Okay. Um, so it was after an accident, but um at first she was real sick, but I just remember the mom and dad being there the whole entire time, and they were so sweet, like just super easy to talk to. I mean, and when they're real sick, you're like in and out of the room constantly. So you get real close to them after you take care of them for so long. All right, Alasia, I want to get your take on this. Y- y'all were talking like you're good friends. Um, <laughs> what happened? And, and, and why did your twins have to be in the hospital? Um, well, one of my, my younger twin got access to a firearm and she ended up shooting herself in her thigh um, and she hit a main artery and she grazed her sister's foot. Um, she was in the PICU for two, well for 14 to 15 days. Um, within that time, uh, Caitlin mostly cared for her in the PICU team. Um, the the older twin, she got grazed on her foot, so she was released within like maybe two or three days. Um, so she was fine. But the younger twin, um, she was also she was on the ventilator for about five days, so she was. Um, so she was in bad shape. Yeah, I mean, she was it was, in pretty it was bad severe. Shape. Yes, pretty bad shape. It was a very serious injury. Um, she ended up now she is walking. She has she's back at school. Um, everything's fine. Um, the doctors, nurses, everybody here pretty much made it so easy, even in a hard situation. Um, it was very hard to see my baby like that, but with Caitlin and Miss Erica and everybody over there in the PICU and the Children's Hospital, it made it a lot easier. Let's go back to Caitlin for a second, if you don't mind. Caitlin, why is, why, what about the Children's Hospital makes it easier and, and provide better care for, for situations like, like Atlanta or um, Alasia, I'm sorry, Alasia. I feel like it's, you got to start with having like a love for taking care of children. And you have that. I do. I love children. I couldn't imagine doing anything else, but, um, kids are real resilient. So it's, it's very fulfilling to like be able to see them do things that you don't think that they will be able to do. Like I remember with Delani, um, they really didn't think that she was going to have any use of her leg and, like two or three days after she had surgery, they came in and I had saw her like moving her foot some and um, they came in and I was telling them about it and they said, there ain't no way, you know, like she really, you saw her moving her foot and she was still on the ventilator at this time, but we had come down on her sedation some so she could hear what we were saying and she could like answer back with a nod or whatever. And um, I went in there and I said, Delani, move your foot like you did earlier. And she moved it back and forth. 
and I pinched her little toe and I said, can you feel that? And she nodded her head, yeah, and she said it didn't hurt. Like, it's, it is very fulfilling to be able to see them do and, stuff like that. And, and Elijah, you're nodding your head. I mean, she, she's not just a nurse. She's a friend for life now. I, mean, I, I can tell the, <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the affection yes. you have yes. uh, for her. Yes, um, my baby was very, very comfortable with her. Um, if I needed to step out or if I had to go handle some business, I would tell Caitlin and Caitlin to come in there and she'll go get her cake pops. And she was just so spoiled um, the entire time she was in the PICU in the Children's Hospital. So, yes, definitely family for life. Bad situation, but could have yes, been worse. Very much. Is so. that fair to say? Okay, I want, I want to go back to, um, to Caitlin. I got to get these names straight. Y'all got me jumping around. And I'm old and I'm feeble and I can't keep up. So, so we're trying to raise money now. Uh, for a pulse oximeter. oximeter. Um, 20, no, we need 15 miracle makers. This hour, um, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to explain it because you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know any more than I do. Okay, you yeah, just sound true. more professional than I do. <laughs> um, and I'm still mad about the Gamecocks. But, um, <laughs> but I'm going to ask Caitlin to explain what a pulse oximeter is. Um, it basically, it looks like a Band-Aid, but you wrap it around like a finger or a toe and you hook it into the monitor and it shows you what the oxygen concentration in the body is. So if you have like a patient that comes in that's in like a respiratory distress, so like they have RSV, flu or whatever, we can see if they're having trouble breathing or if their oxygen is getting low and we need to put them on some oxygen or put them on the ventilator or whatever it may be by using those pulse oxes. All right. So you said your passion is caring for kids. Yes. You can't imagine doing anything else. No. Why is it important to the people listening? We're trying to raise money to, to, to give better advantages to people who have unfortunate situations. Why is the, Why does the children's hospital, you know, NICU and pediatric care, why does that need to be emphasized? I mean, it, it, I've been led to believe, and I'm not here every day, I mean, so I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about, but I've been led to believe that everything is specialized. It's all about children in the children's hospital. How much easier does that make your job? Um, I wouldn't say that it's definitely not easy, but, um, I mean, all of these kids are going to grow up and be adults at some point, and everything to do with kids, like everything is weight-based compared to, like, adult medication dosing and stuff, so... For a child, it's just like you have to alter your care based on like that child's weight, their age, their whatever it may be. Um, and I feel like these parents are they're turning over their most prized possession to all of us. And you know, I have a baby that's three years old, so I would want the person that's taking care of her to know what they're doing and to know a little bit about children before they start messing with her. <laughs> that, that's that's very well explained. Yeah. I mean, that's kind yeah. of where the rubber where the rubber indeed meets the road. Um, kind of an interesting story and testimony, and we certainly appreciate you folks dropping by. It's kind of a last minute. We didn't have this planned, but I think um, somebody, Kendra, rounded everybody up, and yep. there was kind of some personal and human interaction there. So we're trying to we're trying to raise money for the Children's Hospital, specifically for the Children's Hospital. And I said earlier this morning, I've said it a million times, I wish we didn't need Children's Hospitals. I wish kids didn't get hurt. I wish kids were born at full term, as healthy as can be. But that ain't the real world. The real world throws your curveballs. We've heard from diabetics. We're hearing about gunshot wounds. Crazy things happen in our world. And when they happen to kids, I don't know, it's just a little more moving than it is when something happens to an adult, whether it should be or not. It is. And that's why we're here for three days, stopping all the political talk that we do. All the, um, what, what can I say, Rev? All the, um, 
people say we rile people up. I guess yeah. we're guilty of that. Stir them up. But, but instead of stirring them up for three days, we're trying to, <laughs> we're, we're trying to behave and raise money for a very worthwhile cause. Um, you can be a supporter. There, there's a myriad of ways that they've offered. Well, we got an auction. I'm giving the Gamecock fans a hard time. I gave Clemson fans a hard time for a while. They, they, they stopped being that bunch from the upstate. Now they're Clemson oh, yeah. uh, because they've done they exactly what. Up. Yeah, they stepped up big time. But all of you can step up as well. And, I mean, there, there are people listening to my voice who have a lot of resources. There are people who don't have a lot of resources. But every dollar matters, every contribution. You become somewhat of a stakeholder or an investor in this children's hospital. Uh, before we take our next break, you can make a donation by calling 843-777-4483. You can text the word Radiothon to 844-937-3993. You can donate online at MyRadioThon.com. You can bid on some of the memorabilia that we've got for auction, um, except you Clemson folk. Y'all have proved your point. <laughs> now it's time for Gamecock Nation to wake up and, and respond in kind. We shall see. Is it the same old Gamecocks, or is this kind of a, um, a new iteration that answers the bell more than the, the former did? Uh, we don't have an update on how many miracle makers we've got this hour, but, but I think up until now, We've hit our mark mm-hmm. every single yep. hour. I've been told we have. Yeah, you, that means you, me, and you're good at what we're doing. I don't know about that. All about me and you, Rev. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they yeah. give us we're a number, and we meet that number some way. We try. Somehow. Yeah, we try. We but, try real our, hard. Our goal for the uh, pulse oximeters is 15 miracle makers. Those uh, they're 380 dollars a piece. So I mean, obviously they're not cheap, and we're talking about the supplies that help the the RNs. And the doctors do their job here, and it's very important. So 15 Miracle Makers is our goal. Again, the Miracle Maker is $15 a month. That's a total of $180 a year. And every time you hear the, the bells and the claps in the background, that means we have another donation here uh, to the Children's Miracle Network. And the next clap and the next bell you hear in the background may be because of your donation if you call now at 843-777-4483. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. We're back at the campus of McLeod Health, Children's Miracle Hospital, the Children's Miracle Network Radiothon on behalf of the McLeod Children's Hospital. We've had a, um, a multitude of different guests uh, from different walks of disciplines in healthcare. some of the families that have um, been uplifted mm-hmm. by what's happened here at the hospital. Um, I mean, once again, you wish you weren't at the hospital. You wish you were at school or at Disney World or at a ball game, but some kids end up in complicated places and the hospital is here to serve those kids we have with us this morning rachel harness she's a nicu speech language pathologist good morning how are you good morning i'm good how are you so so let's talk a little first of all um i think i know the answer is because you told me a second ago speech language pathologist is still a speech pathologist yes okay why would you be in demand in a nicu why why would a speech language pathologist be considered in a, in a NICU? Um, so we bring a wide variety of services to the NICU. Um, one of them primarily is working on feeding and swallowing because a lot of our babies that are born premature, they don't get a chance to develop a lot of those pre-feeding skills in the womb. Um, and so when they come out, um, a lot of times they need practice with oral motor stimulation. They need practice feeding and developing those skills Um, They're trying to coordinate a lot of things with feeding. It's one of the toughest things we ask them to do. 
and it's also one of the things they have to be able to do to leave the NICU. So it's often um, kind of that final barrier they have to pass before they can go home. But how frustrating is it that you can't communicate with an infant? <laughs> I mean, they, they don't know what you're saying, and they don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? It's, uh, this, that's true. But they have a lot of ways to communicate. Um, so that's one thing we look at when we're feeding is we're looking at a lot of, like, stress cues. So they're speaking so. to you not audibly. Yes, and they can tell you a lot of things, like by looking at, you know, their facial expressions, how they're holding their bodies, um, what their vital signs are. I mean, they're letting you know, like, if that feeding is causing them stress or discomfort, um, they're letting you know that. So, so every baby, I mean, it's not a one-size-fits-all, I got to believe. Right. I mean, they're probably common <laughs> features, but you got to personalize it to every single baby. So how do you assess I mean, if, if a baby needs your assistance, how do you understand what the need is and how to develop, I guess, a treatment program? Yeah, so um, you're right. It's not a one-size-fits-all. We do go in. We do our initial assessment. The first thing I'm looking at is that baby's um, face. I'm looking at their facial structure, their facial symmetry. I'm looking at their mouth. Um, sometimes our preemies that have had prolonged intubations, it does like alter the structure of their palate. And so that can make it more difficult to suck. Um, and then from there, I'm assessing how well they can tolerate a feeding in terms of can't, what kind of volume can they take with the feeding? What do their vitals look like when they're feeding? Is their heart rate elevating? Is their respiratory rate elevating? Um, and then I'm adjusting the feeding based on those cues that they're giving me. So maybe I need to slow down the flow of how fast the volume is coming from the nipple. So I'm changing that up. Or I need to change their positioning to put them in a better position. Or I need to give them a rest break. Or maybe they need some like boundaries and swaddling um, to help them feel more organized. As we, as we chart progress, as we, as we see a kid go from, you know, struggling mightily to not struggling much at all, um, what are the benchmarks for recovery? And th this would be interesting to me, wh what does it look like for you on the other side? In other words, you, you, you get involved in, a, in an infant and you know the infant is struggling and the infant starts getting better and the infant recovers and the infant leaves and one day you bump into the infant and it's not an infant any longer. Is there a story like that you can share? Um, yeah, there's so many. I mean, when I think of all of our babies in there, I mean, the ones that stick out to me the most are probably some of our more chronic babies. So the ones that typically are born more premature, they spend a longer time in the NICU. And um, a lot of times those babies have a lot more respiratory issues that also take a toll on their feeding. So oftentimes we really end up working a lot with those babies on getting them to feed safely and efficiently. And if they're in there for so long, you're working with them so long, so you really build a relationship with the family and you're training the family how to feed and what to look for and then helping them to be successful at home. So I feel like those are really the babies that, you know, I end up creating a good, you know, bond with and everything. And, um, the families as well. From your perspective, you, you would be someone that I trust their judgment. Why is it important to have a children's hospital? Why is it important to not try and treat these kids with these conditions in the general population of a, of a sprawling campus at a big old, big old hospital? Yes, yeah, so they're definitely not just miniature adults. Um, they have a whole different set of issues. Um, I mean, from things that we look at, I mean, even their anatomy for swallowing is not the same as an adult. 
um, their larynx is situated up higher, um, everything works a little bit different in terms of sucking and swallowing and breathing rather than just, you know, an adult eating. Um, so they really do need individuals and services that are specialized to them to provide that high quality care. Um, and they need professionals who know, you know, how to treat those things. That's very well explained. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your time. Um, now we got to get back to doing our job, right, Rev? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about now. I, I told um, I told Rachel before we went on the air, my middle kid, well, our middle kid, and oldest youngest boy, middle kid, stuttered, and we worried. I mean, we, we were concerned. I mean, what's wrong with him? And he ain't on the other one. I mean, yeah, it was typical kid, typical parent stuff. Mm -hmm. You think the worst. You automatically go off the deep end, and uh, they'll never be able to talk clearly, and nobody will understand him. And, um, but but he had a therapist that he went every Tuesday. And he referred to it as talking day. And he said, do I go to talking today? It was not speech <laughs> therapy. It was talking. And, I, and I, when, I, when I hear or when I, when I see a speech therapist, I automatically go back to that day in my life where, you know, our, 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 one of our most treasured, treasured, precious, you know, commodities that we had in our world was in the possession of someone trying to help them speak more clearly. And that's just swallowing and all. I, I just never considered that. Um, but, but we are here. And, and the reason I asked Rachel at the end about the, um, the specialties of a children's hospital, it does kind of, um, I mean, it segregates the, the, the infant and child population from the general public. I think sometimes she said something interesting. We look at kids as little adults, and they're so different than little adults, and that's why I've always believed that the investment made in a, in a children's hospital ultimately provides better results, better care, better um, quantifiable um, and tangible outcomes. So we're here uh, with the Radiothon, Children's Miracle Network Radiothon, on behalf of the Children's Hospital. And I'll give my, my sidekick a little credit. I mean, I hardly ever do because he doesn't deserve much. But <laughs> on this, in this rare moment, oh, um, <laughs> in this rare moment, I'll say he mailed it earlier this week when he said buy-in. I mean, we're asking for the community to buy in to this idea. I don't have any idea how much we'll raise. I don't have any idea what they'll do with the money. I don't have any idea how much that money will make a difference. I don't. I mean, I don't have a clue about that. Uh, I joked around with Kendra a second ago and said, you and I are kind of like hired guns. We come in here for three days and, and try to help raise money and, and motivate our listenership and our family to be involved. Um, but, but you become an investor. You become a stakeholder. You have buy-in uh, to something that is available to every child in this community. We're joking around having a lot of fun with Gamecocks and Tigers this morning about, you know, a, a Dabo Sweeney signed football and a Shane Beamer signed football. When a kid walks in that door, it's not a Gamecock or a Tiger. I mean, it, it's a child who needs help and a family who are deeply concerned and scared to death, I got to believe, about, you know, what the future holds for that kid. And every dollar you donate kind of gets us closer and closer and closer to giving the best care we possibly can for these kids that would rather be at Disney World or at a football game or at a, you know, a dance recital or at church for some program, and, I, and we're doing the best we can. So we're shopping. Right, Rev, you're the expert on this. That's right. And I'll defer to you. Um, we're trying to buy a pulse oximeter. That's right. We need 15 miracle makers. Our goal is 15 this hour. So between now and 9 o'clock, and at last update, we had six of the 15. Uh, that, ain't, that ain't good. Yeah. yeah we're, we're slipping. 
the But, point. I mean, we're Gamecocks. You would expect us to slip, right? <laughs> I, I mean, it's obvious we've let Clemson lap us on the – anyway, on, that's a story for Yeah, you. On, the, yeah. Uh, on the auction, on the footballs, you're right. Shame on you, Gamecocks. Yeah. Uh, but the Shame po- on us, Gamecocks. Let me back up. Shame on us, Gamecocks. The pulse oximeter provides accurate, reliable spot check of a child's oxygen saturation. So, obviously, it's a very important uh, tool uh, for the nurses to use. Accommodates the small fingers. So, we talked about the specialized equipment for small bodies, right? So, it accommodates the small fingers and it's specially designed circuitry in it for the kids. So, they need these. And they are $380 a piece. So our goal is 15 Miracle Makers this hour. That means your $15 a month commitment, total $180 over a year. You become a Miracle Maker and help us out with that if you call 843-777-GIVE. Remember, at McLeod Children's Hospital, no child has ever turned away. 100% of your donation stays local and helps the kids right here in our area. And as Rev said, call 843-777-4483. You can text Radiothon to 844 844- 937-3993, or you could donate online at MyRadioThon.com. Or if you're a Gamecock fan and you're not just thoroughly embarrassed by the performance of your fan base, <laughs> you can up the ante on the Shane Beamer autographed football to at least give the Clemson Nation a run for its money. Do want to thank our sponsor before we take our break. Monraga Roofing is our title sponsor. Our station sponsor is Harris Pest Control. They're also a phone bank sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. Palmetto Commercial Real Estate is also our Miracle Maker sponsor. King Cadillac is our half-day sponsor. And the Power Hour sponsor, I'm still giving them credit because they stepped up. We needed some help. Two men and a truck. We'll have another sponsor, Power Hour sponsor, in the, uh, in the last hour of our participation in the Children's Miracle Network. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. So we are officially in our last hour, correct? True. And we have no idea how well we've done or not. We'll find out at 1 o'clock today. You'll, you'll find out at 1 and you'll let me know. Yep. You always do. Yep. But, but can you give me a, a real number? I mean, in real time. Can, can, I, can I, before we go to our next guest, mm-hmm. I, I do need an update because mm-hmm. I'm a bit distraught. Yeah, you should be. Uh, no movement on the Shane Beamer ball on the auction. It is still $500. It's been there all day. When the Clemson Dabo Sweeney autograph ball Started this morning at four hundred dollars. It is three forty. Three forty. Oh, was it three forty? Three hundred and forty dollars at the beginning of the day. It is now at six oh five this morning. The Dabo Sweeney ball was three hundred forty dollars, and the Shane Beamer ball was five hundred dollars. We issued a challenge to that bunch in the yep. Upstate. Yep. And they took us up on it. And the Clemson ball, as we speak, is fifteen hundred. And the Gamecock ball is five hundred. Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> but it really is. Yeah. It is. Kind but of it, is. It, it makes me, in all honesty, if I weren't such a professional and so committed to the cause, I'd bail out of, out of sheer embarrassment. Right. I, mean, I, I would absolutely head for the door, <laughs> and I'd get out of here because I've tried to inspire my friends and, and, and close associates in game. What am I rocking yeah, today, Rip? You've got the block I'm, C I'm, I'm, right I'm, there. I'm rocking the, the chicken stuff, and they've just chosen to be mediocre yep. as they traditionally and historically have. We'll, we'll, we'll let that be. Yep. Um, I, I went online to see if I've got enough money, and if something hits this afternoon, maybe I can drum up a little money to pay <laughs> Working on it. the Beamer ball so we aren't completely right. and totally. I actually sent my banker, and I borrowed a little money to buy football, you know, <laughs> for a very, very say worthy what? cause. Um, anyway, it is what it is. The Clemson ball is north of 1000 which what we anticipated what was a fair market yeah. value for a, uh, uh, you know, a one of three coaches who have multiple national championships in college football, and the Beamer ball 
Maybe it's the broke foot. Maybe it's the defense. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll address that at another uh, time. Hey, I want to mention this hour, okay, the donations coming in this you're, you're hour. You're not as upset about that as I, I am. Well, what, what can I do about it? You're a Gamecock yeah, I'm, fan. I'm kind of used to it. But you're not a lifer. <laughs> right. There's a difference in being a Gamecock right. fan and being born into the, 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 the uh, whatever, whatever right. you want to call it. Right. You continue. Let, let me get out of the way. Let me. We got a, we got a pediatrician here. We got I a know. new professional. Yep. This person has been on our show before. They expect us to keep our high standards and decorum. And I, I don't want to I don't want to goof that up. So, so I'll let you continue. Then we'll get to our. Yeah, we'll get I just wanted to point out that uh, donations this hour. We have a, a really a special match going on this hour. So Miracle Maker donations, one-time donations of any amount. Uh, our goal is 15 Miracle Makers this hour, but McLeod Volunteer Services is going to match every, every gift we get between 9 and 10 this morning. So if you, again, the one-time gift could be a dollar, could be $100, could be $1,000, whatever it is, uh, it will be matched. Uh, Miracle Makers, our goal of 15 Miracle Makers, uh, the gift will be matched. The Miracle Makers, the $15 a month pledge. McLeod Volunteer Services will match every gift this hour between now and 10 o'clock this morning at 843-777-4483. And as I have said a hundred times, you can text RADIOTHON to 844-937-3993 or you can donate online at MyRadiothon.com. Well, we've kept this lady long enough. She's a busy lady. She's a pediatrician. She's a... Um, She's been on our show before, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So we got high standards here. We need to maintain. I'm frustrated about what's happening with football, yeah. but but I'll be a true professional and conduct the interview as it should be conducted. Uh, that's what professionalism and journalistic integrity is all about. Oh, yeah. And when people think of journalistic integrity, I'm sure they think of of yours truly. Yes. So Dr. Megan mm-hmm. Jordan is a McLeod pediatrician. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Sorry, I'm doing for, well. sorry, sorry for the banner. And, and frustration. <laughs> so, so, so here's my question, and I, and I get these scripts, and I go by the scripts sometimes. Sometimes I don't. Um, when, when is a child no longer a child? That's I mean, a great question. I mean, is it is it a body weight? Is it a bone density? Is it a BMI? Is it a? Well, I mean, I know that's that there's some ambiguity there. I would expect there to be, but when does a pediatrician hand off a patient to an adult doctor? Right. Um, well, I would say it's more age-based than anything else because, you know, kids can vary in size and weight and all those things. Um, but from really from birth, um, from the moment that they're born, um, probably till about college age, you know, a lot of like general outpatient pediatricians will see some of their patients um, through college just because oftentimes in that like late teens, early 20s age, you still have some problems that are more adolescent specific and it can be appropriate to see your pediatrician until that age or it's also appropriate around that 18 to 20 to go ahead and move on to a family doctor or an adult doctor. At that so time. so why is it important? I mean, and most of us are procrastinators. We don't come see a doctor until we absolutely must come see a doctor. Why is it important for a child? a small child, to have an ongoing relationship with a pediatrician? Absolutely. Well, I would say that at any time in your life, one of the times you change the most is as, as a child. Um, so, you know, from birth until your teen years, you are growing, you are developing, you're hitting developmental milestones, and it's helpful to have a medical professional involved in that child's life who's able to track those things, make sure that growth is the way it's supposed to be, make sure that the baby or the child is developing the way they're supposed to be to identify problems early. Because we know that in that 
in that time of life, it's important to not only identify problems early, but also try and prevent them. So a lot of pediatric is preventative care as well um, in the forms of immunizations and things like that to prevent serious illness. Okay, the best thing is to not identify something that may become a major issue, but that's not real. I mean, at times, you as a pediatrician diagnose a kid, see something that concerns you, and, and you have to kind of pass that kid along. I guess what I'm asking is, as a pediatrician who does a routine checkup on a kid, I doubt there's a lot of interaction with the or collaboration with the hospital or the McLeod Children's Hospital, but when there is something you perceive to be abnormal, kind of help us understand what you would do when you find some abnormality with a kid and you believe uh, the hospital, the children's hospital needs to be involved. Right. Well, I think that's probably more than twofold, but in my answer, initially you could have a child who's acutely sick. Um, Maybe they have asthma, so they have a chronic disease and they're having an acute flare of that chronic disease. And because of that, they need, maybe they need to stay in the hospital for a period of time. It's not safe for you to keep them outpatient and and care for them at their home. And so, and that's a very tangible reality of needing a children's hospital. Um, And the great thing about having one in your community is if you come to the pediatrician and I say, you know, I don't think your child is safe to be at home right now. They're going to need more close observation and care. We'll need to put them in the hospital that's a lot for a parent to take in but what's even worse is to say but yeah you're gonna have to drive two hours to get to that hospital or we're gonna have to put you in this adult hospital that doesn't specialize in kids and then transfer you so it's a huge I think relief and and takes stress and anxiety off a family to be able to say you know what we have that care in our community and you can go right there it's 15 minutes down the road from my office Um, And, and, and is that interaction different when a kid is born prematurely we would expect there to be complications, correct? Absolutely. Okay, yes. so, so we know the handoff goes then to the to the children. But what if a kid lives a very normal life for five or six or seven years, comes in for a routine checkup, you find something that concerns you, alarms you. Is, is that when you reach out to the children's hospital and ask for further care or a, a further diagnosis? Well, absolutely. The other thing that I think a children's, having a designated children's hospital, pediatric intensive care unit, a NICU as well, the things that those also provide us with the ability to have and to attract is pediatric subspecialists. So in order to have a pediatric cardiologist like Dr. Steflick, um, pediatric endocrinologist, to have those things, you often have to have the support of a children's hospital that has that ancillary staff that's pediatric trained. So it's a lot harder to have that pediatric cardiologist in a more rural area that doesn't have that support, and so people have to drive for that. But because of our children's hospital and the support that we have in that, we're able to have Dr. Steflick who provides specialized pediatric care. So if I hear a murmur on a routine exam in the office that's concerning to me, I can refer that patient to him and they're able to come here and and see the him and have an echo and figure out what's going on. And how important and how much collaboration goes on between that? I mean, you being the pediatrician, them being the pediatric cardiologist, I mean, how much collaboration goes into the diagnosis and eventual treatment? Oh, I mean, a lot. You know, as a as a patient's primary pediatrician or primary care provider, as some people will use that terminology, 
I am sort of their gatekeeper, the person who helps to identify the problems, who they need to see, what subspecialists they need to see. And then once they're established with the subspecialists, then there's a lot of communication back and forth. Um, and I think, you know, at McLeod, we have a very, like, small-town mentality. There's definitely a very much a collegial atmosphere in that, like, we're a team. So I would say that if I have a patient that's seeing Dr. Steflick for a, a cardiology problem, we are part of a care team for that patient. So we work together, and I'm able to maybe identify a problem early in the office, and if I know they see him, I may call him to ask him questions or get them a sooner follow-up if I feel like there's something that I need him to have second eyes on. That's very well explained. Thank you for your time. Hey, do you want to um, bet on the football? <laughs> bet on the football? Bet on the football. Oh, what? no. <laughs> okay. No, no, thank you're, you. You're not a Gamecock? Um, well, my husband's a Clemson. Okay. Um, I know. But yeah. I don't know that he wants me to bet I on the football. I, I, I heard her snicker in the background when we were kind of I talking know. about the, uh, the score. <laughs> And I, I hate to tell you, the, the Clemson bid actually went up while we were sitting here. Of course here. it did. Yeah. Of course it did. <laughs> it did. They cheat. No, They've been what? cheating all my life. They've been cheating all my life. <laughs> I mean, when you got to cheat to win a football bid. I mean, really? Right. Yeah. Really? Come on. 15-25. But 15-25. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's up. Well, you know, it is what it is. Can you finish this thing? No. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm, I'm out of here. You out? I mean, I've had enough of this. I mean, if I can't get any more out of my crowd than that. Right. And, uh, and I mean my crowd. Yeah. I mean my, my friends and associates and comrades that have bled and sweat and cried tears together, uh, one with another. It's, um, anyway, it's just, uh, I would say it's heartbreaking, but we're talking about children, yeah. and I don't want to, I mean, throwing the word around heartbreaking about a football contest. I certainly don't want right. to. Don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Gamecock ball still at five hundred. Yeah, and Muschamp sucked, and I think his ball brought a thousand. It did. Yeah, will suck, <laughs> but it, you know, the Will Muschamp signed football brought a thousand. We can't do any. There's some. I mean, I know this to be true. I'm not speculating. That there are some Gamecocks out there sitting on some dope. <laughs> I know you are. I mean, right. I know some of you. I know what you've done in days gone by for the University of South Carolina, and you choose to leave us hanging here. On this um, on this Friday morning, as we try to do God's work and and help this mm. children's hospital. Anyways, get the best of me, but it is what it is. I'll uh, I'll yeah. recover and uh, and we'll get back to business as usual. Do want to make sure we um remind people that the McLeod Volunteer Services will match every gift for the next hour, which is now what 35, 40 minutes left yep. in this um. And I think Rev nailed it. He hardly ever does, but he did this one single time when he <laughs> one said time. One time. the buy-in, the yep. buy-in of the community. I have no idea how much we'll raise. I don't have any idea how much really makes a difference. I don't have any idea what we're comparing or contrasting to. But I do know that once you make a contribution, you become a stakeholder, an investor. You buy in uh, to what the, these physicians and families have talked a lot about, the um, the importance of a McLeod Children's Hospital Um I wish John Lennon's song was true. Imagine we were talking politics a second ago. I wish the world was perfect, but it's not. And there will be a kid today, tomorrow, and the next that will need the services of a children's hospital. We want to do our part in making sure when someone's kid, whether it's yours, whether it's mine, when that kid, whether a Gamecock or a Tiger, when that kid shows up, we're ready, able, and willing to provide the best quality care uh, possible. So, Donations can be made by calling 843-777-4483. Text Radiothon to 844-937-3993. Um, Clemson, you can go to, you know, donate online. At my radio, it's apparently, uh, apparently you took us up on that. You went to myradiothon.com and you bid on um, the Dabo Sweeney autograph ball. 
we would be derelict in not mentioning once again our sponsors, our title sponsors, Monraga Roofing, our station sponsor, Harris Pest Control, phone bank sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate, our Miracle Maker sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate, our half-day sponsor is King Cadillac, and our Power Hour sponsor is Steger's Complete Landscaping. Steger's Complete Landscaping, last Power Hour sponsor of our three-day. Is this a trifecta? Kind of, sort of. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That works. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. We're back. Uh, last, what, 30 minutes or so of our Radiothon in support of McLeod Children's Hospital. we got guests that keep coming. Uh, they're, they're shuffling around. The lady said, what do you do? I said, we do what we're told to do That's for three right. days when we show up here. Linda Henry is a lactation consultant uh, in the NICU. You're, are you a NICU nurse and a lactation consultant? Yes. Okay. I'm a, I'm a NICU nurse. I'm a lactation consultant for the NICU population and for the full-term population. Okay. The most obvious question, I mean, I kind of sort of know the answer, but I ain't going there. What is a lactation consultant? Okay, a lactation consultant is a health professional who advises mothers on all the aspects of breastfeeding. We undergo specialized training to be able to um, guide the mothers. We have certification and training for support, advice, guidance of mothers who choose to breastfeed or provide breast milk for their babies. So what would be the argument for not breastfeeding? I mean, the little I know about breastfeeding or everything I've read suggests that breast milk is better than anything else. Yeah. Why, why would a mom not breastfeed? Well, there are some mothers that for medical reasons, they are possibly unable to breastfeed. Um, some mothers have polycystic ovarian syndrome and they don't make milk, but we would encourage them to try to pump and assist them to make milk. Sometimes it's a modesty aspect, um, but the breastfeeding department we talked to the to them about the benefits for the breast milk for their babies and for them um, there's lots of benefits for the mothers if they breastfeed you, you talked about breast pumps the, the, the foundation if i'm not mistaken provides some of the equipment that, that yes. you use the, the um the warmers right. the pumps why are those so important so in the NICU all the rooms are individualized and each baby has their own milk whether it be donor breast milk or the mother's milk, and there's a warmer in each room for the babies so that the nurses can warm up the milk. And then when the mothers come to visit their babies, we strongly encourage them to pump at the bedside. It helps bring their milk in more. Just the mothers looking at the baby when they're pumping makes their hormone levels higher. So we like to have a breast pump. Did, did, you, did you say donor's milk? Yes. Like blood donor? Like people donate milk like they do blood? No, they donate breast milk. Some mothers make an excess amount of breast milk. They donate their milk. McLeod is a depot station. They drop the milk off here, and then we send it to Charleston to be processed. And then the hospital buys that milk back for mothers that are unable, for the preterm mothers that are unable to provide breast milk. Donor milk is the second best milk, but the mother's milk is the very best milk for their so, baby. So, okay. Here's what I, I'm, I'm gonna say. What I believe, and you tell me if I'm crazy. So I believe that God in heaven is in charge of the universe, and I believe. When, 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 no, stick with me for a second. I'm not freaking you out. I'm not gonna get preachy on you, but but I believe that that mother's breast milk is perfect for that baby. Absolutely. And the donor's milk, you're saying, is better. It's not as good as the, as the mother's milk, but it's better than the milk we'd buy at a retail store somewhere. Yes. Okay. Breast milk 
is digested in about 90 minutes and it has more antibodies that helps the babies gut. A lot of babies will have a gut infection. It helps with the gut infection. You've probably seen the commercials on TV about neck. Um, formula sits in a baby's stomach for about four, four hours, so it's harder to digest. For the preterm baby, everything is immature, so it's hard for their stomach to digest that milk. But um, the donor milk is the next best thing for the baby, but the mother's milk, so if a mother has her baby at 30 weeks, her milk that day that she can pump out for her baby is 30 weeks. So the next day, the baby is 30 weeks and one day. Her milk is 30 weeks and one day. So it's perfect for that baby to digest. Is it, is it fair to say that when a, when a woman has a baby, obviously that's, a, that's body traumatic. I mean, the body goes through a lot of changes in delivering that baby. And a woman mentally doesn't want to breastfeed. I mean, physically she's able, but her mind, she's tired. She's had this big change to her body. Is that something a consultant would do is try to encourage the woman? You know, I, I know how you feel. I know you don't really want to do this, but it's in your and the baby's best interest. Is that part of your job as a lactose consultant? We see the mothers and the partum, which means before they have their babies. And we go out there and we talk to them about the benefits of breastfeeding for her and for the baby. Some mothers have nobody in their family that has ever breastfed. So they're, they're no, they know they're not going to have support or encouragement, and they just kind of follow the path of least resistance. We're there to educate her and to say, once you have your baby, we'll be there by your side. We'll be your cheerleader. We'll help you pump. We'll call you after you go home to see if you're having any problems. We have a follow-up clinic at the Resource Center. It's outpatient clinic. They can come there after they have their baby if they're having trouble with latching their milk, their breast pump. So we need to let them know that they have continued support. Sometimes that is the biggest hindrance is the mothers are not educated. They don't realize the benefits for their baby, the healing process for their baby, the bonding between the mother and the baby. Um, it just sometimes takes some education. Oh, I got to ask a weird question. It may be improper, but you said you're okay with that. I got to ask this. <laughs> so, so, so many, you talked about modesty and vanity and all these other sorts of things. So there have been women who have had enhancements. Does okay. that affect, I mean, does that in any way, shape, or form play into whether a woman can breastfeed or not? Absolutely. Um, we ask the mothers when we first see them if they've had any breast augmentation, whether it be implants or a radical reduction. Years ago when they first started doing those, they would sever nerves when they had those surgeries and these mothers could not provide milk. But they've changed the process of these surgeries now. Sometimes these mothers cannot exclusively breastfeed, but they can provide some breast milk for the baby. So we get them started pumping early to kind of see what their volume is going to be. We follow them at the resource center and do pre-feed weights and post-feed weights to see how much that baby's transferred. And we guide her through the process. We always tell a mother that some breast milk is better than none. So if she has to supplement with formula, we still want her to give the baby some of her breast milk if possible. So it's a misconception that sure. if you have augmentation that you can't breastfeed. How long does a woman breastfeed? In, in a perfect world, if everything goes exactly as planned. So if you're talking about in the world, the average in the world um, length of time for a mother to breastfeed is five years. But wait, this wow. is in the world, but you have to realize there are people in third world countries 
that don't have formula. They don't have fresh water to even make formula. So that's the only means of food for their baby. Their baby and their other children have nothing to eat. So this mother produces, keeps producing milk so she can feed her other children. But we like for the mothers to breastfeed you know, nine months to a year is the ideal situation for the baby to get the antibodies um, to be protected from any and everything that they may pick up. Okay, this is interesting. So, so if a woman is to breastfeed for some period of time after the baby is born, how important is it that the woman make good decisions? Not smoke, not drink, eat healthy food, don't eat, you know, honey buns and, and Big Macs. I mean, how important is that? I mean, because to me, what the, the intake of the female is the intake of the baby eventually. Is that is that fair? That's correct. But a lot of things have changed over time. When I first started in, nurse, started in nursing, there were so many things that they would say to the mother, you don't eat this. And a lot of it was cultural. You know, just like the Hispanic population, they would eat spicy food and they would say that would affect the breast milk. Over time, that has definitely changed. We do um, tell the mothers, you know, it is not ideal for them to smoke or to drink when they're breastfeeding. But the benefits outweigh the risks. There's a way to kind of teach these mothers, you know, to try not to, but if they're if it's between them stopping smoking or stopping breastfeeding, we teach them how, you know, when the peak of this substance, we definitely discourage any kind of illegal drugs or straight drugs because that does go to the baby. It goes to the milk and it goes to the fatty part of the milk, which goes to the fatty part of the brain. But as far as nutrition, it takes about 500 extra calories to make breast milk a day. Um, so these mothers are more thirsty. They're more hungry. So we don't say you have to drink a gallon of water. But we do tell them to eat a healthy diet and to keep taking their prenatal vitamins um, so the baby can get what it needs from the milk. But as far as putting unhealthy substances in their body. You know, they have to make a conscious decision. You know, would you give that to your baby if it was in a high chair? You, you, you know your stuff, no question about it. Last question. Um, you are in the business of helping women better take care of their kids. How advantageous is it to have a children's hospital? Oh, it is just, it is very important. As I said, I've been in the NICU here for over 40 years. I see mothers that I took care of as babies now coming in to have their babies. We've had so many advances in pulmonary medicines, medicine that babies survive much earlier with a much better outcome than they ever have. Um, and for, for this to be local and for people to get this care is very important. The PICU here, it's great. You, we used to have to send our children to Charleston. Um, I love what I do. I've you know, been working here a long time. This is the only kind of nursing I've ever done. It's a colleague. It's not as much a job as it is a colleague. Absolutely. I hear that in your I voice. mean, I'm old enough to retire, but I'm still I'm Still, still helping going. women take yeah. care of their babies. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. appreciate you coming by. We'll take a break, right? We'll take yeah. a break, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Can you give me some good news, Riff? Can you get <laughs> me off the cliff? Can you walk me out of the abyss? Can you give me a smidgen of good news before we conclude these three days of raising money for the McLeod Children's Hospital. I went to the auction site through the MyRadiothon.com link, and yes, Shane Beamer's autographed Gamecock football has, has now 
grown, the bid is $700. Okay, that's a little better than 500 yeah, a little it, better. It, it continues until one. Right. Maybe Gamecock Nation can establish a GoFundMe page. <laughs> Maybe there's yeah. not a single Gamecock fan out there that can drum up a grand, but between the 85,000 that go to Williams Bryce every Saturday, we can collectively ante up a little bit here and a little bit there mm-hmm. and match one single Clemson fan's Maybe. commitment of how much? Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen twenty-five. Now, a single Clemson fan has made a pledge <laughs> of fifteen hundred bucks. Maybe the entire Gamecock Nation can pitch in a penny here and a dollar there and a quarter over there, and we can half-ass do this like we do, like we do everything, everything. It's a rough crowd. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, anyway, it's been a lot of fun, and, and I hope we've been successful. Appreciate your patience. Uh, we know the majority of you expect us to talk politics. That's what we're expecting to do. We do it to the best of our abilities, and we'll be back at it Monday morning uh, more riled up than ever. Than, than, uh, than ever. But we, as a station, as a company, feel it's uh, worth our three-day commitment to come to the campus of McLeod and try, try and raise money for a very, very worthwhile cause. Oh, look, Kendra just uh, updated the board. We saw yep, that. 700. And did we hit the uh, 15 goal? Okay. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, so the uh, and this this hour our goal was the 15 miracle makers and the donations and pledges are being matched by McLeod Volunteer Services and uh, we hit our 15 miracle maker goal this hour. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We got about a minute and a half here. Donations can be made until till one o'clock today. Until one o'clock today, we'll be off the air at 10. But Gamecock fans, just get together. I mean, meet somewhere. Everybody throw a dollar, a quarter, two dollars in a kitty, and maybe collectively we can match what one Clemson fan uh, <laughs> decided to pay. Because right now we're about half what one Clemson fan agreed to pay for a for a football. Yep. So you know, maybe yep. times are tough in Gamecock Nation. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, in, in all seriousness, we got about a minute here. Um, you can make a donation until one o'clock today. Call 843-777-4483. You can text Radiothon to 844-937-3993. You can donate online at MyRadiothon.com. Thank you, and I mean that sincerely. Thank you to all of you that have contributed, participated, listened to, come down. We've met a lot of you folks who have come by and, and said hello. Thank you. Uh, for what you do in the morning. I'm not sure I know what we do in the morning, but thank you for listening to what it is we try to do uh, every morning. Uh, our sponsors, title sponsor, Monraga Roofing. Our station sponsor, Harris Pest Control. Phone back sponsor, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. Uh, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate, also our Miracle Maker sponsor. Uh, Half Day sponsor, King Cadillac. And Steger's Complete Landscaping, our Power Hour sponsor. I want to thank Davis Sawyer here and Kendra Collins for taking care of us and keeping us informed and Dave Allen our production director at the radio station put together the stories that you've been hearing over the last several days and did an excellent job. So and thank Josh you. deserves a shout out. Josh with a weird name has done a good job at keeping us on producing schedule. Producing us on at cue. the studio. Uh, thanks to all. Enjoy your day. Contribute. McLeod Children's Hospital. We'll talk Monday.